Hello, my name is Vicki Sparrow, and uh, I come to you today from sunny Florida, and I bring you greetings from all of the saints in Port St. John. And um, I just wanted to share a little bit this morning with you uh, about some things I've been thinking about. You know, recently those of us that live in the United States have had the blessing and the uh, opportunity to celebrate a holiday that we really enjoy, Thanksgiving. It's it's always a wonderful time of sharing with family and friends, but also remembering all that we've been given by our Father in Heaven. And at the same time, we are able to express our gratefulness to Him for the blessings of, that, of the past year and look forward to what's coming. <clears throat> but as I was considering this, I began thinking of our recent teaching concerning how God is proving us in the midst of pressures and how the Father's glory is going to be planted in the midst of those narrow places that we experience. Now stay with me here. I'm going to make this connect in just a minute. Certainly, as Romans 5.3 says, we glory in tribulations. But I begin thinking about how Thanksgiving, or the Eucharistia, assists us in navigating through these narrow places into a point of overcoming. But before we continue, let's just quickly revisit what Eucharistia is in regards to Thanksgiving. When we offer up thanksgiving in this way, we're speaking of the grace to accomplish the purpose and the divine will of God. It means that in whatever situation or circumstance we find ourselves, we stop to offer up thanks for the grace that's been made available to us so that we can move forward into some new or some unknown venture or terrain of God's purpose. In Acts 27, we remember back to that situation where Paul was being sent to Rome as a prisoner. The Jews had attempted to kill him earlier, but Paul had a prophetic directive from the Lord that he would go to Rome. So rather than defend himself in Jerusalem against the accusations of those Jewish leaders, he appealed to Caesar as a Roman citizen. And as a result, he ended up on a ship headed to Italy. Now this passage that we're going to look at, just a couple of verses here, picks up when a terrible storm arises and it threatens not only the integrity of the ship but the very lives of the passengers themselves and one of the one of the soldiers even suggested killing the prisoners so that none would escape you know because that's definitely what I would be thinking about when my life was at risk but Paul gave this following prophetic advice to the prisoners and the soldiers alike in Acts 27 verses 34 and 35 wherefore I pray you to take some meat for this is for your health. For there shall not an hair fall from the head of any of you. And when he had thus spoken, he took bread and he gave thanks. He gave Eucharistia to God in the presence of them all. And when he had broken it, he began to eat. So Paul acted on the prophetic promise that God had given him concerning his mission in Rome and concerning the pathway of survival that they needed at that very moment by giving thanks for the bread, for that prophetic promise from God. And it was done in the presence of everyone on that ship that was about to be shipwrecked for a specific reason, so that they would realize that God's grace was there for each of them as well. You know, it didn't matter to Paul that impending death and destruction lay all around both from the elements of nature as well as from their human captors. And it didn't seem to matter to Paul too much that in the natural, there didn't appear to be any sort of logical solution to this moment of crisis. 
Instead, Paul looked at that situation as an avenue of grace. He looked at it as an opportunity filled with a grace that he would need to complete that assignment from the Lord and also to deliver everyone on that ship. And he spoke with the boldness and the confidence that came from that spiritual perspective to offer up thanksgiving in the midst of that chaotic, crazy situation. This is definitely an example of one of those experiential proving moments, I think. Paul obviously felt the restriction of the circumstances all around, yet he was firmly committed to his directive and to the prophetic word from the Spirit. And as a result, he not only overcame, but God's glory was known in the very midst of that narrow place. And it shone forth there as everyone was delivered from impending death, as well as in Rome in the months to come, as Paul fulfilled the very assignment that God had given him for that place. So what promises has God spoken to you? What prophetic word has he planted within your spirit? And what situations and circumstances have arisen to make those promises either seem impossible to fulfill or maybe even dead in the water already? Give thanks for what's occurring because God's grace is there before you ready to carry you into terrain you've never been before and ready to assist you in accomplishing the will of God in ways that you may never have even envisioned yourself doing. You know, at the Last Supper, Jesus offered Eucharistia for the elements that would soon become the strength and launch point for sons. But it was very much in the midst of a seal moment. Jesus knew that the Passover was initiating the process of his earthly death. And his eventual crucifixion would not only be a fulfillment of what God was wanting to do with his people, but also an activation of new beginnings in the lives of sons. But in between was this seal moment where Jesus was standing in the gap for God's promise to come to completion. And in that, he made a point to offer up thanksgiving, Eucharistia, to the Father for the cup and the bread. Let's read it briefly here in Luke 22:17 through 19 And he took the cup and gave thanks. He gave Eucharistia and said, Take this and divide it among yourselves. For I say unto you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God shall come. And he took bread and gave thanks, gave Eucharistia, and brake it and gave unto them, saying, This is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. We see in both of these components there lies a pathway of grace that allows us to fulfill the will of our Father. Jesus knew that his death and resurrection would open up a a new opening on earth for his followers. And he wanted them to know that with every step along the way, God's grace would be there for them to move. And that's us, to move, not only in the fresh directive that they receive from God, but also in the empowerment that they would need for that directive to be completed. This is what he did for each one of us. And again, this was one of those restrictive opportunities because Jesus not only knew of his own impending physical death, but he knew of the betrayals and denials of those closest to him in this critical hour. He had prophesied that already. Jesus also knew, though, that the key to overcoming all of that physical and emotional pressure excuse me, was through thanksgiving, through Eucharistia. He kept his eye on the goal of the mission, even in that disconcerting time of waiting. 
and he looked ahead in grace to what God was doing. You know, the Sila is probably one of the most challenging times to offer Thanksgiving because it's often when we're tasked with warfare or travail on behalf of the prophetic promise we've been entrusted with. But what better time to proactively offer Eucharistia because we know that the grace of God is available for us to apply to our efforts, right? Thanksgiving offered in times of unsettling and even troubling times of labor will carry us forward towards the finish line of fulfillment. And then finally, as my third example, we see an example of Eucharistia offered at a point of fulfillment with Jesus' encounter with the ten lepers. I'm sure everyone remembers the story of Jesus walking through Samaria and Galilee when he came upon that group of lepers. They were standing afar off, a distance away, up on a hill. And they obviously recognized Jesus because they shouted out, Master, have mercy on us. And what did Jesus tell them to do? go show yourselves to the priests. And scripture says, as they walked, they realized they were totally healed. We pick up here with Luke 17, 15 through 16. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks, giving him Eucharistia. And he was a Samaritan. This one leper, who had previously known nothing but hardship, physically from the blight of the disease of leprosy itself, and I'm sure emotionally from his position of being an outcast of society, where he was basically forbidden any type of contact with other humans, he was the only one to turn back in thanksgiving. He was the only one to turn back and offer Eucharistia at this this miracle that was worked in his life. Now, was he grateful for this permanent change in his physical condition? Yes. Was he appreciative that this touch of God occurred in a miraculous way? Absolutely. But he recognized it as more than that. He recognized this encounter as a moment of grace, where God was doing something in his life in addition to healing his physical body. He realized God was providing a measure of grace through this miraculous work, so that he could now go and accomplish the eternal purpose of God. One man out of ten realized he now had an opportunity to move forward in the purpose that God had ordained for his life. This moment of thanksgiving was truly an opportunity for promotion for this guy. And it was also an opportunity for his personal investment. And he was taking full advantage of that grace opportunity. Now again, this was another restrictive moment because initially it was one that looked pretty bleak and hopeless. But this man recognized a great grace opportunity when he saw one, and he chose the avenue of thanksgiving, or the avenue of Eucharistia, to activate that in his life. So while we see a fulfillment of healing in this man's life, it's also much like a Sabbath, in that he was thankful for what God had just completed in his life through this restorative work. But at the same time, He was aware of a new assignment beginning in his life, one that would be filled with the purpose and the eternal will of God, and he was excited to move forward into that. What things has God said he wants to restore in your life? Offer thanksgiving to him now for those things, because he has plans that are only just beginning for your life. He's reserved assignments for you in this hour that are filled with his eternal purpose. 
but always the grace is there to accomplish them in miraculous ways. I think these three instances I've shared pretty much cover the full spectrum of what God has called us to walk in as sons. The confidence we carry in our perfective directive, our prophetic directive, the intense effort required as we wait for that directive to manifest, and the miraculous joy of seeing it actually come to completion. And yet, all three of these occurred in some very trying circumstances and under some very restrictive conditions. But what a wonderful opportunity we see in all of this. To live in the perspective of thanksgiving. To live in the lifestyle of Eucharistia. What amazing opportunities these instances showcase. To retain the focus of grace in the midst of carrying out the divine will of God and in some of the most trying of circumstances. You know, Thanksgiving was Jesus' lifestyle. Thanksgiving was Paul's lifestyle. Thanksgiving was one leper's lifestyle. And Thanksgiving is our lifestyle. It's the lifestyle of the saints. Every moment is a grateful grace moment. So would you just join me in agreement as we declare together, I choose to believe the directive that you've given me, Father. I choose to keep my eyes focused on the mission set before me. I choose to walk in the miraculous, which requires me to totally and completely rely on you. And I choose to move with you in something astounding, in something life-changing, in something earth-impacting, in something that's never been done before for your purpose in the kingdom. Amen. Until next time, blessings.